Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Andrew Lopez, Amos Morrell third here on WWL, uh, sitting in for Seth Dunlap as we talk a little bit of LSU football now. Obviously, they're, they're in the middle of training camp, just like, uh, just like the Saints are. They're in the middle of fall camp, but they also released their 2020 schedule today. We'll talk about that in a little bit more uh, with the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. Chris, thanks for coming on, man. No, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on, as always. Have, have people tried been trying to get the 2020 schedule out of you so they can start preparing, you know, planning weddings for uh, for, for next year? <laughs> was it was it a relief to see it come out today? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. You know, it comes out early, and and you know, I think when you look at it, it's it's interesting timing simply because there's so much hype as there is every year. Uh, you know, this time of year, getting ready for, for the start of the 2019 season. Um, but, you know, scheduling, just like recruiting, you know, now we've got games scheduled through 2027 and beyond. So I think from a fan standpoint, it's just another piece to keep the fan involved and get, keep them engaged. And, you know, I'm sure there were plenty of conversations uh, all across offices and everywhere people went today. Uh, when they got to look at the schedule for 2020, but unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm just like everybody else. You know, I I, I hear that it's going to be released. I was told it would be at one o'clock, and I sat staring at my phone, refreshing Twitter until it popped up. So, uh, uh, but you know, I think it's just another thing to to kind of engage fans and, and get some conversation started, um, and and probably some uh, smack talking started for 2020 a little little bit of that smack tar comes around with how they've they've kind of changed that schedule that arkansas game that has traditionally been in november moved up uh in into october now you're finishing with two kind of road games so it's a little bit different than kind of uh lsu fans have been used to in the last few years yeah it is a little bit different and you know i think one of the things and this is just my theory um you know there's always talk about expanding you know conference matchups uh you have some coaches talk about that you know, they'd prefer to do that as opposed to, to playing some of the uh, the FCS teams and some of those type games, uh, but yet nobody ever really pushes to add that extra conference game uh, because, frankly, you know, somebody, they, they don't want to lose a chance to add a home game. I mean, let's face it, that's the reason. Um, yeah. But I think because of that, because the SEC has not gone to the step of adding another conference game, I think from time to time they like to mix it up a little bit and you get used to, for example, that Arkansas game being, uh, in early November, and then you move it up a little bit. Um, you know, the Auburn-LSU game, of course, over the last several years has been, uh, you know, towards the beginning of the season, and, and this one looks a little bit different. So I think that's kind of what the conference office, again, just my theory, right. is that while we're not going to add a conference game, we are going to mix up the conference schedule a little bit, even with those teams that you play each and every year in your division. And obviously that Bama game is still there. But before you, the, the probably the biggest challenge on this year's schedule uh, before conference is that game at Texas, uh, the second week of the season. LSU is one of these schools that now you've got, you've got home and homes with Texas on the schedule. You've got home and homes with UCLA, Clemson, Oklahoma, Arizona State, way into 29, uh, 2029 and 2030. Uh, talk about how LSU has kind of been one of these teams on the forefront now of 
scheduling these actual home and homes and not trying to get away from some of the 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 roadmap where well, they, they're going to Florida to, to play somebody over there. They're going to Dallas to say somebody, but trying to get these true home and homes to bring some uh, some big name teams to Tiger Stadium. Well, I think administrators actually realize that, you know, when you talk about all the mediums that that you can digest college football in, uh, the good news is, is there is a high steady diet for wanting college football. It's still popular. People talk about it year round. They they digest it any way they can. And so you have to look and, and examine how do we get that and translate into people buying tickets and coming to the games. Uh, because from an economic standpoint, mm-hmm. that's where the school wins. And and granted, it's it's great to put your program on a stage and play at NRG or, or play at Jerry World or wherever the case may be in these neutral side games. But I think the administrators, you know, through talking and through conference meetings and just national meetings had probably figured out, you know, that's good for ESPN. Uh, that's good for maybe the host city and, and that particular venue. Uh, but there's something we're missing out on. And I still believe that ESPN and CBS and Fox and whoever else is going to go cover that game, whether you play it in Austin or whether you play it in Dallas or whether you play it in Baton Rouge or whether you play it at the Superdome. Uh, So I think from an economic standpoint, it makes sense. So I'm happy that LSU is doing that because I think it, again, adds to the vibrancy and, and fan fuel for college football when they're played on campus. So I think subconsciously fans are going to like it. But I think there's a more practical approach to it, uh, not only for the economic reason, but I think because of, you know, the playoff. And if it's not going to expand, uh, you need to have these big-time matchups, and you need to have those matchups one year at home, and then you're going to have to prove it in a given year on the road. A lot of fans right now are, I don't, don't want to say concerned about the offense, but they're kind of excited to see what this offense can do last year. Obviously, we saw what, what Burrow was able to do toward the end of the year, how much he was averaging those last three or four games. How, how much do you think they end up showing against Georgia Southern in that in that opener before getting to Texas? Did, did, before you get to that big game that is as kind of circled as the, I, I've seen it called the best non-conference game in in college football this year. Uh, how much do you think they, they end up saving before they kind of get in uh, get into uh, head to Austin? Well, I think as far as the playbook is concerned, I, 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 I agree with you, and I think I agree with what most fans believe uh, is that you're not going to see them go deep into the playbook. Um, but I think that what you will see uh, on the field against Georgia Southern is going to be enough of a change that people are going to say, they're not going to be able to sit back and go, you know what, I'm not buying it yet. I'm not buying this new offense and this new philosophy. I, I think what you'll see in what they run, formations that they set up, the way they utilize receivers and running backs in the passing game, uh, I think is going to be enough for people to go, okay, we, we get it now. Uh, you know, the last four seasons that I've been around, there's always been a question mark about the offense. You know, is it going to throw more? Are we going to be more prolific? Are we going to be able to score points? Uh, when we face a defense that's big and hulking and fast and talented, are we going to be able to find a way to score and move the football without just being able to line up and knock the other guy over? This year it's different, as you pointed out. I think people are pretty much sold on this new philosophy. I think hiring Joe Brady had a lot to do with it. There's no reason to go get a guy like that if you're not going to let him do uh, what he's really meant to do. And from all indications, uh, you know, talking to the media, Coach O has said, hey, this is the guy, uh, Steve Ensminger, who has no ego. And I think that's a big part of why this team has, has a potential to be successful, guys, is that he's like, look, this is not my bread and butter. I know more football than most people, but this is, uh, you know, a new aspect of it, some new tools that, that Coach Brady can bring in. So this year, the difference from me 
is that it's not really about are we going to be different. They're just excited about what the differences will be. So, again, I answered a big, long-winded answer. No, that's to good. Question. <laughs> but I, I think you're going to see enough to know this doesn't look like LSU last year or LSU 10 years ago, regardless of how deep they go in the playbook against the Eagles. Before we let you go, speaking of things that don't look the same, have you had a chance to go lay in one of the pods in the locker room? Have you had a chance to lay down? And I see All I see is, is a bunch of social media pictures of kids taking naps right now. Have you gotten a chance to lay down in the new locker room? Hey, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm trying to be the cool guy, which is every time anybody goes in the locker room, that's the first thing they want to do is, is go run, lay down in one of the pods, take a picture and tweet it out or put it on Instagram. I'm trying to, to withhold and, and be able to resist the urge to do so. But it is a phenomenal facility. I know the guys are excited about it, and that's what it means this day and age to, to, to have the biggest and the best. And right now, LSU is the, the cream of the crop. I mean, it's, it's an amazing facility to see. But, no, not yet. I have not decided to. And, plus, I'm also afraid that I'd be sitting down and say, like, uh, Tyler Shelvin's pod by accident or possibly – uh, you know, Michael Divinity's pod, but I, I don't want to be caught by those guys anywhere near their stuff. So uh, I haven't done that yet. Maybe I will. All right, Chris. Thanks for coming on, man. No, thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good week. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get to that phone line. How we're going to get to you when we get back. Amos Morale, the third, Andrew Lopez here on WWL. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 